everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the Let There Be Light podcast from the American Israelite. I am your host, Julie Babs Bernson-Brook, and I am here today with three co-hosts. We have our usual Joan Rivers. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Pam Sakes, uh, the Joan Rivers of the podcast. And for the uh, listener who does not know what that means, it's uh, many years ago when Johnny Carson used to host The Tonight Show and he would be off. Uh, Joan Rivers was the permanent guest host. So I just, uh, for our other guests. uh, Who are too young to know. Yes, that's right. I'm explaining it to them for sure. Okay. And who are you two? I'm Lainey Paul Richler. And I'm here with my husband, Yair. Yair Richler. Yair uh, Richler. Do yeah, you have a middle name, Yair? Uh, it's Yaakov. Yaakov. Yeah. yeah. So you could be like YY. I like could be YY, but well, I understand that name is already taken. <laughs> that name is taken. <laughs> There's one and only, right. And as everyone knows, Lainey Paul is from Cincinnati, born and bred. She is the daughter of you. Well, you tell your story. Um, yes, I am also known as Nina Paul's daughter. Uh, my <laughs> and parents, Eddie's. Yeah, my <laughs> parents are Nina and Eddie Paul, born and raised in Cincinnati, went through Yavna Day School, Sycamore High School, you know, the Cincinnati works. Yeah. And you, Yair, first, you know, I thought you were from Israel. I look on your, on your Facebook page and it says that you've lived in Demona, which is that secret plant that Israel has for... Defense, and, but then now you tell me you're, you're talking about. You don't know about it. De- oh, <laughs> it's a secret. That's right. And then, <laughs> and then now you're telling me you're from Canada. So give us your yeah, background. But, okay, yeah, it's. I know people always ask why why my English is so good. Um, <laughs> it's. So I was born in Can- in Montreal, Montreal, Canada. I don't really speak French, um, not to the extent of the Quebecois would speak, but I was born there and raised in Israel. Um, so. Yeah, that's why I'd be considered Israeli to most yeah. people. When did you uh, go definitely. to Israel? When did yeah, you make I was five. Oh, okay. you were five. five. We made, my parents made Aliyah in 95. I was born in 90. Mm. Uh, first, uh, Beit Shemesh. Um, and we only lasted three years. My parents had an idea of what Israel was going to be like. Uh, turned out we lived in a very secular area. And being Orthodox Jews, they were like, this isn't for us. And quickly after that, moved to Efrat in Gush Etzion. Okay. And then, were your parents born in Canada? Yes. Okay. And then their parents... Oh, uh, my mother's parents, uh, my grandfather's born in England, immigrated to Canada, my grandmother Canadian, my father's parents, my grandmother's from Hungary, and uh, grandfather from Germany. And Lainey, I know your mom is from L.A. My mom is from Los Angeles. And yeah. is her mom, fr- her mom and dad from Los Angeles too? No, her parents are... <laughs> this is awkward. I don't 100% know. Her mother is for sure from New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And I'm also pretty sure um, my grandfather is from Los Angeles, and my grandmother moved out to L.A., and that's how they met. And my dad's parents, my grandpa was born and raised in Cincinnati and was in the U.S. Army Band for World War II, where he was stationed in France and met my grandmother over in France. Um, my grandma was born and raised in Paris and brought her back to Cincinnati. And I'm sure she said this as well. This is the Paris, France of the United States. I'm oh, so yeah. excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was very excited to be in the United States. So back to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. And, and when we come back next time, we will be in the secular new year. And it is actually the 25th of Tevet, 5782. And 
Today, we announce the American Israelites People of the Year. It is our headline for today. And I thought Carol Hershenson, our assistant editor, made a great uh, headline, How They Serve. So, dum da dum da dum Our four American Israelite People of the Year. I'll start by saying one, and each of you will say someone. Bob Brandt. Okay. Beth Gutman. Kathy Heldman. And Rabbi Erwin Weiss. So wonderful, wonderful people, and they've all served our community in a beautiful way. I, I actually met Bob Brandt a couple of times. I think I served on a couple of committees with him. Wonderful man. He um, went to University of Cincinnati for his undergraduate and then out to Stanford for law school, where he came back and he worked in a number of different parts of our community, but mostly he made some innovative changes, like with gifts and how some of the finances are being done. And then Beth, and then Kathy Heldman actually was my sister-in-law, Hillary Levy, oh. Hillary Brooke Levy's best friend from Walnut Hills, and they lived in Florida together. So she's always fun to talk to. And um, how about you, Pam? Is there somebody in in these four that you want to share a few things with us about? Uh, sure. Um, let's say, but Beth Gutman uh, grew up with my husband in Dayton, Ohio, and they were in BBYO together. And she also uh, was a part of Hills, uh, where my son worked for uh, about five years uh, until he left to uh, help take over BBYO here in Cincinnati. So uh, that's our my connection with Beth, I guess. And then Laney and Year have a great connection with Rabbi Erlwin. And I love the way you pronounce his last name, Weiss. I, I made, yeah, that was a typical Israeli mistake. Every now and then people can catch on that I'm a little Israeli. See, like Weiss is <laughs> the, would be the Israeli, I guess, last Wise. name for, for Weiss. And plus <coughs> Irvin with a V before kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, <laughs> the Irvin with a V. I used to thought it was Irwin, but it's Irwin, Irvin with a V. Okay. So yeah. tell us your connection to Rabbi Weiss. You've got a lot of connections. Yeah, <laughs> so I grew up at Adith Israel um, Synagogue, and he was my rabbi for a very long time. I think I was even his very first baby naming, um, which is kind of cool. And now we're living in his house in Cincinnati. So that's definitely been um, really fun to come full circle and be in his house. Can well, you clarify can... that, though? Excuse me for interrupting, but I think for most people, they may not know that he actually doesn't live there any longer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we live with... with, with, with I just want to hear some rabbi. I know that. Rabbi and Kathy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So Rabbi and Kathy, when Rabbi retired, they moved up to Rhode Island, and we bought their house and had a little bit of a renovation, and now have a home that we call our yeah. own. We chose it because it's very close to Adith Israel. It's within walking distance and also walking distance to Sharei, which I may surprise some people do that on Shabbat, which is only like a 40-minute walk, so it's manageable. But it's right in the backyard of Adith Israel, so that makes it very comfortable. And, and let's talk a little bit about you coming back here to Cincinnati. What was the impetus for you to come back to Cincinnati? We had been speaking for a long time that we'd like to do some type of time period abroad with our family. And when we decided that mm -hmm. we're in the place to start our family, which we just had a daughter about half a year ago. Her name is Mira. And it was very important for us Mazel to start. Tough. Thank, thank you, you. To start our yeah. family close to my family. And my parents are still in Cincinnati. My brother and his girlfriend had recently moved back to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And so it just made a lot of sense for us to start our family here in Cincinnati. But also the story before that is we'd met in Israel, married in Israel, I uh, lived in Tel Aviv for three years, um, did a little bit of traveling, and uh, and then when at that point when that came up, it was like, okay, we're going to move to Cincinnati and start a family. 
Well, we know how you got to Israel, Yair. Yes. Um, but Lainey, can you tell us what brought you to Israel? Um, well, for those of you that don't know my parents, they're very involved in Israel. <laughs> and I grew up just doing a lot of um, youth group Israel things and going to Israel every summer. And I had decided that after high school, I was going to do a year abroad in Israel for a gap year. I had done a semester in Israel during high school, which was also an impetus for me wanting to get back to Israel for that full year after high school. And basically life happened and I ended up doing a semester at Hebrew University, a semester volunteering and deciding that didn't want to leave. And I ended up making Aliyah, moving to a kibbutz and joining the Israeli army, which I then just stayed in for a very long time. And how did you meet you here? Yair's older brother worked with me in the army and we became very friendly because he was Canadian and we connected a lot on the English level and the only English speakers on base <laughs> basically <laughs> and um anywho's one day he was like I have a brother I'm like okay <laughs> that's well for, I got the call from him and it was more like so are you seeing anybody now because he's like I, I never know. Yeah, you know, I'm up to date like on your dating life, and I was like, I am not. And then it's like, there's a woman I think you should really meet. I think woman. You <laughs> yeah, well, I said I'm, you know, being more progressive. Like there's a woman. There's yeah, there's a girl that I know who <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you two would really would get along really well. So you yeah, right. You come from a family that does a lot of cooking and baking, and I know in the in the wise house that kitchen probably was amazing because Kathy was an amazing cook. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and what you're now doing here in Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, straight into it. It's um, my parents opened a cafe bakery in the heart of Jerusalem. It's called Muffin Boutique. Uh, some people have, have been there. Um, if they happen to mention that they're going to this one, I say, oh, you have to check out my parents' bakery cafe, Muffin Boutique. They opened in 2014, a uh, very difficult time. There was an operation going that summer. Tourism was very... Um, was weak. They got into the catering business also uh, very quickly. And it's been standing now for seven, this, I think they're in their eighth year now. Um, and I was very, very involved in that business almost from the beginning. I studied university, um, which was in Beersheba, so Beersheba, yeah. Jerusalem. And on top of that, as you as you may have mentioned, I, I lived in, uh, in Dimona. The secret so place. The <laughs> <laughs> a student village. Well, I was living in a student village in Dimona. So yeah. yeah. And that was an hour away from Beersheba. So I was, I was traveling constantly from Dimona to Beersheba to Jerusalem. That's like a whole triangle of, uh, of bus rides. And working and studying. And I remember I was reading, doing homework and reading articles on the bus. But I was very, very involved with the business. And I loved it, ultimately. It was, um, it was one of the best times. You found your calling. Times. Yeah. You found your client. Well, speaking of food, I have to go on to page four at the local, the local pages. And on our community calendar, there was something that really caught my eye. It said, out to lunch at Canary Grill. So, of course, out to lunch means like you're out of it. But I thought that was really cute. And it's actually part of the Mayerson JCC 60 and Better, which I belong to and my husband belongs to. It's a really nice program at the JCC. When you're over 60, you pay a small fee and you get to participate in programs that are gay geared towards people who are 60 and over and although it sometimes maybe feels like that could be more of a senior citizen thing i i gather that they get some young people like myself in there who do they i think they do oh i think they do i should uh, tell my parents yeah they can join too and we can go out to lunch we'll be out to lunch <laughs> um and then on thursday january 6th y center is having the yofi challah bake shop which is cute and then 
Um, I think that we need to see some more, but of course it's that time of the year when there's not a lot going on, not even in the Jewish community. On page five, there's an interesting article I would love our readers to uh, catch on. It's fighting anti-vaxxers among the Orthodox Jews, and um, Jewish nurses are actually pushing back on this. So there is a group called Peach, which was part of the anti-vaxxers and had to do with they felt they were protecting their children. But then as a counter-argument, a group called Emes, which of course we know means truth in Hebrew, Mm -hmm. um, which stands for engaging in medical education with sensitivity, was going out and trying to educate people on the truth of taking a vaccine. And Blima Marcus is one of the heads. She has a doctorate in nursing, and they actually mailed out 30,000 pamphlets around the country. Um, and they said, well, you know, someone asked, why did it take so long to, to do this? And she said, well, we're all volunteers, and we've all been taking care of patients. So we just haven't had the time. But, you know, if anyone's interested in supporting Emmis, it's the Emmis Initiative, and you can find them online under www.emmisinitiative. Uh, so please do so. And again, speaking about the Orthodox, on page 6, and um, as an Orthodox Jew, Yair, maybe you can talk a little bit about women's changing roles in, in our community among the Orthodox. And this is also part of the counterbalance of that horrific train wreck of a show, My Orthodox Life. So anyway, this article on page six, we're not going to get into it too much, has a lot of descriptions about, you know, Orthodox women can do anything they want with the right support. Yeah. And nurses and doctors. I have friends in Israel, um, a lot go into the medical field. And yeah. a lo- many women as well. It's, uh, and it's there's really some, wonderful. There's some residents at Jewish Hospital that are Orthodox that are working through their residency. Yeah, you mentioned that the article on page seven caught your eye. Ah, experts, does a U.S.-Palestinian economic dialogue serve Israel? Um, and when I saw that title, the you know, first thing that popped in my mind is, you know, definitely, any economic development for the Palestinian people, um, the Arab-Palestinian people, any um, that live in anywhere uh, is a great advancement for them. Um, for us, in, in terms of the whole country, is, is really great. Um, for, for a variety of reasons, it's, um, it's just more economic opportunity, more financially dependent, um, um, without, anyway, without talking, delving into it yeah. too much. So when you were a youngster in Israel, did your school have some Palestinian children as well, or were your school strictly Jewish children? Oh, no, I grew up in Efrat, which is in the, um, which is in the settlement area, um, Judea and Samaria, Yudav um, So we, it's, we neighbor with a lot of Palestinian uh, communities. Uh, sometimes, you know, you could even go over there and... You had interactions and um, things? Yeah, a few. We have some, uh, many come over into Efrat uh, yeah. and work in, uh, in construction. Um, and I also did a little bit of construction there as well. And, uh, uh, so I got to know a little bit of them. Uh, it's like I know Arabic very much, but they, they speak Hebrew quite yeah. well. I think that's actually one of the, the um, things that Israel needs to better themselves in is uh, studying the, the Arabic language. I think uh, that's, that's a shame to it's not like have fr- any French kinds French and of Canadians, they speak English and French, and so that would be something uh, to, to make the country more bilingual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know... Uh, the jobs are just uh, are wonderful. And yeah, my parents actually have an Arab cleaning man from Wadinis, which is right, uh, which neighbors are from. That's wonderful. And it's nice that your family interacts with with everybody around you, and it's it's you let you let you let a, a life that was mm-hmm. more involved. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the two of you, but I know that I I think I was at your bat mitzvah when you became a bat mitzvah, Lainey. Um, Yair, tell us a little bit about having a bar mitzvah in Israel. Um, 
Wow, having a bar mitzvah in Israel. Uh, there are a number of things that jump into I guess my bar mitzvah in particular was um, the one thing that made it special was we had a Sefer Torah that was... I, I don't know the whole story, so I, I apologize if I'm butchering any of the details, but I think, I believe it survived the Holocaust. It was at my grandparents' house in Montreal. Um, was then brought over to Israel. They had that to make some corrections and, and updates and fix the um, uh, the handles. And um, and we basically had Achnasat Sefer Torah for my cousin, who was bar mitzvah three weeks before me, and then myself. The official Achnasat Sefer Torah was on my bar mitzvah, and that was it was on a Friday, and we danced through the street to the shul, and that was the Sefer Torah that I read my bar mitzvah parasha in. Um, that was the one. That, that was the unique, most unique part of my bar mitzvah, I'd say. So wow. in Israel, I know that Lainey probably had a party. I, yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God, I do. It was around the world, it was wasn't around, it? Around the world in Lainey's days. That's oh, right. Wow. That's right. Well, maybe because be I because I've done so many events that, that stood out to me, but it was beautiful and fun. So you participated in putting it together? No, no, oh. no. I don't mean that. I just mean in my my career has been involved in putting on a lot of events, so I just happened to really notice and remember Great standout events, of which yours was one. <laughs> it was so. a memorable one. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Did you have a theme to yours, Yair? Was there a theme to your bar mitzvah? Um, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I know it's very common over here. I mean, I've just learned about bar mitzvahs and I've seen, you know, um, people's the parties, uh, the, yeah. the parties and the themes and everything. In Israel, it's um, at least not in the in the Orthodox community. Yeah. Maybe secular. So there's not like a whole big my... deal about where you get your suit and the, what who you dance with on the know. snowball dance and... I, don't even know what no that means. <laughs> no mixed dancing. No mixed dancing. Mine was, it was on Pesach, um, so the food wasn't too... Really? Bad. I mean, they, was, oh, wow. Yeah, my bar mitzvah is on Pesach. My birthday is on Pesach. Um, typically, not every year because right. you know, sometimes it moves. Depends. So uh, tell us the date of your birthday because it's significant in my life too. Oh, April 14th, 1990. So <laughs> see, April 14th, and that's also the date of my Lauren Brooke and my daughter-in-law, Jackie Serpico. So isn't that something? Wow. Coincidence. <laughs> and also, I think Lainey's, one of Lainey's relatives also has Is April, April 14th. 14th? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's, it's fun having birthdays land on the same day. Yeah. So uh, in the meantime, on page nine under national news, of course, being from Illinois, I'm kind of interested in the article about Illinois votes to divest state pension fund from Unilever. And um, I, I, what caught my eye, eye was the Goyim comment, the Goyim TV under the flyers that are being passed out. <laughs> I mean, at least they're clever on the other side and they make us laugh, you know. <laughs> need a good laugh every now and then. Yeah. yeah. So the two of you met, you married, and you came back here to Cincinnati and you are starting something called Cafe Alma. We are. Woo! And and that's kind of one of the impetuses for us having you here. I wanted to hear a little bit about more about the cafe. I know that Pam is working with you a little bit. And so mm -hmm. the theme of your cafe, speaking of themes at Bar and Bat Mitzvah parties, <laughs> what's the theme of your cafe and what can we expect when we enter? Our cafe is a Mediterranean and Middle Eastern inspired brunch experience. We're going to be a day cafe uh, serving breakfast, brunch, lunch, open in the daytime hours, and it very much revolves around Israeli-style breakfast, shakshuka, 
Um, breakfast. Yeah, we're going to have a, a bunch of different kinds of shakshukas. And exactly, Yair was talking about the big Israeli breakfast. Yeah. That includes a lot of breads and eggs and, and cheeses halibah. and spreads. And hummus. And, and, and yeah. hummus. Tahini and hummus. Yeah, your tahini and hummus is to die for because I've had it a number of times. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I need. And there'll be muffins, right? There, there will be, be muffins. Yep. And your Straight bagels are super boutique. good, too. I've had Thank your you. bagels. Those are, like, super good, too. Yeah. Well, it's very easy when you have the experience and... Um, a lot of the recipes come from, muffin, from my parents' bakery muffin boutique. So we already have the, the bagels and the muffins and the quiches and the cheesecakes. And it's just, it's funny. You think that it'll all be the same, but coming here, I have to like rework all the recipes because it's a different climate. The ingredients are different. The ovens are like, everything is, is different. Huh. But, um, but yeah, but we still... Yeah, we don't think about that. Like if you go to, w- I was in um, Lake Tahoe and I made challah for my sister-in-law and it rose so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I did. I expected I could go for like a walk and come back, and it was like I turned around and the whole thing is like popped up already. So yeah, you, the climate really affects baking. And I know when I'm baking the challah here, if it's really humid, I have pro- you know problems. I had a problem one day this summer that was so humid I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't deal with the dough at all. Yeah, it definitely changed. We had one. Um, we were doing baking demonstrations, and we did one on Purim. Oh, right. And we were doing all the pra- all the prepping and practicing was at our home in Cincinnati, or actually at your at your parents here in Cincinnati, and we had gone to Florida for a week, and it fell on the day that we had the demonstration, and it was th- we brought the same ingredients, the everything was packed in a bag because we didn't want to worry about going shopping and everything, brought it to where we were staying in Florida, and hadn't really practiced it, like not in Florida. And we were making it, the dough was, was co- and we're on camera, it was live. <laughs> oh my God. And it was sticking everywhere and I had to keep adding flour. And I was like, guys, it's okay. Just, you know, temperature, you know, matters. And uh, it's just, just go with it. You see, I'm adding flour. If you need to do it as well, like it's all okay. <laughs> Probably broke a sweat there. <laughs> That's funny. Handled yeah. it well. Kitchen disasters. Well, I don't know how you stay so slender considering <laughs> you're baking all these amazing things every day. Do you taste what you're making and how do you stay everything. so fit? <laughs> oh my God. I taste everything. <laughs> you must have like the best metabolism of any human being on earth. Oh. Well, I, I, at my age, I mean, I'm 31 now, so it's probably going to be hitting me soon. Or maybe, oh. maybe these are the daddy pounds, who knows, <laughs> now that I have a baby. Well, and, ba- and, and speaking of things, I think that we need to hear a little bit about that baby right now. How's that? <laughs> tell, us, tell us about her. She's very sweet. We miss her um, already. What's her, what's her name? So her name is Mira Erica, and Mira Rich came... Line. Mira, thank you. <laughs> if anyone didn't get our last name, um, Mira comes from Meira, which my late brother Max was mayor in Hebrew, and the female version of mayor was Meira, and that's where Mira comes from. Um, Max passed away about five years ago, and Erica. Erica is, is my mother, my father's mother, my grandmother who passed away this last year. Mm. Um, so it was beautiful tribute to your family, yeah. really. Yes. How, so yeah, how old is she now? She's seven and a half months. And what's she doing? Oh, she... Probably some tummy time <laughs> <laughs> with Safta. She <laughs> doesn't yet crawl, but she turns around in circles, gets to where she needs to go. Um, and Eating solid foods. Yeah, she eats <laughs> a yeah, lot of Yeah, so the babies food. eat solid food now much earlier than we fed our babies. Cause we did a little uh-huh. rice cereal back then, like at three months, but that, not like the solid foods the kids are getting now. It's great. Oh, yeah. she. It's very funny. I was taking a video yesterday. I made her homemade applesauce and homemade tofu curry. 
and she was like obsessed <laughs> with the tofu curry. curry. And then every time I put the applesauce in her mouth, she like wanted to spit it out. So I don't know what's going. A very on. developed taste. That's yeah. wonderful though. She's yeah. eating quinoa and she's not gonna get like chicken nuggets and then oh, no. beanie weenies like my kids got. <laughs> so speaking of food, I have to tell a funny story. Um, so my daughter-in-law, uh, Mary Kate Tompkins, was visiting with her family. She has actually she converted to Judaism. But she was visiting with her family during the Christmas holiday, which, of course, was this past weekend. And she loves my kugel recipe. So her family now has a new tradition of eating kugel on Christmas. And she sent me a picture. It was really cute because it's been a big hit. And this is like the second or third time I know that she's made kugel for her family. So this could be their new new tradition at Christmas. So now Christmas fell on Shabbat, which YY last week told us about. Because I said to him, what are you going to do? He goes, it's Shabbat. You know, it's like no (laughs) different for us. So I suppose for you two, Shabbat this weekend was not too much different. Did you do Chinese at least? Well, we actually had a very interesting Shabbat because for the JCC Latka Palooza event. (gasps) That's right. That That was Friday night. Right. So they usually have this large party. And instead, they asked um, young adults throughout the community to host Shabbat dinners. Um, and we ended up hosting a Shabbat dinner of about 15 people at our house. And it ended up, it happened very spontaneously. And uh, everyone just kind of wanted to <laughs> come at I the last minute. Why. <laughs> well, it's funny but because there was supposed to be a cap of 10 people. Yeah. And as people started signing up, because we'd also mentioned to friends, so you always have the friend who's like, oh, sure, I'll come, but doesn't sign up. And then you have the friend who signs up, and on the sign up, she says, oh, and I'm bringing my plus one, my spouse, you know a girlfriend, whoever. So it turns out the cap of 10 ended up being, I think, 15, plus the two of us. And on top of that, my grandparents, on their way down to Florida, decided to drive from Toronto and stopped over that weekend. Oh, my God. So it was wild. So So what did you make? So actually, (laughs) we had the ridiculous idea of creating a Chinese-inspired menu, but I made sesame chicken, orange chicken, beef and broccoli, sesame tofu, spring rolls, fried rice. Oh, my God. I'm signing up next uh, year. (laughs) mandarin cabbage salad. (laughs) What did you make for dessert? Wow. (laughs) There was fruit salad. Dessert, we did fruit salad and uh, brownie bark. Yes. Yum. Oh, my gosh. You have to keep it par of sour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to page 19, the Parsha of the week. So what was your Parsha for your bar mitzvah year? Uh, Mine was Achremot. It was after the death of uh, two of um, Aaron's sons. Okay, so my Lawrence was leprosy. I don't know what it is in the translation of it, but his being April 14th of 1986, Mm -hmm. his fell on leprosy. What was your Parsha? Mine was Titzaveh, all about the um, dressing of the high priest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read that, uh, that story in a book somewhere. There was a book that I was reading that discussed that. But this week's Parsha is from Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, and you guys have a connection with him. You want to well, share that connection? We do. Yeah. He is the rabbi of uh, the community that I grew up in, of Efrat um, Israel, Efrat Gushetzion Israel. He, I'm actually good friends with his grandson. He lived, um, and we all live like in the same, it's, Efrat is small, it's, it's, everything is walking distance. And my uncle is also very good friends with the rabbi. Um, and he married us. I asked him to marry us, um, which was not an Efrat. It was, he had to drive all the way to, uh, to Herzliya. And that's our connection with him. He's, he's a wonderful, wonderful figure. And still at, at, uh, at the age that he is now, he still he's, is he's very with it. He's in his golden years for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. So today's Parsha is um, discussing the difference between inheritance and heritage. 
and they're using the roots of the words, the shorish. Am I saying that right? The shorish, shorish. is the root. Yep. Um, and the words, the roots are mora and yerush, which are both teacher or teaching and foundation. So I think that, you know, for anyone who wants some education on these two different, the difference between inheritance and heritage, where one you're given and one you have to sort of earn, that's what the topic of today's Parsha is. And I, I really found it uh, very, very interesting. Um, and as we know, and this is what we discussed last week, that you know Judaism is, is very portable, which is how you can pass it down from generation or you can move to another city and just take everything with you and participate as a Jew there. So I, I'm always impressed with Rabbi Shlomo Riskin's articles. And then we move on to our favorite page. <laughs> from well, the, the pages <laughs> and um, usually Ted reads the Jewish Bicentennial which is our purple anything you see in the Israelite that's purple has to do with the Jewish Bicentennial of Cincinnati the 200 years and this is uh, organized for us by the Jewish Bicentennial Committee and you can read more about it on www.jewishcincy200.org historical-milestones so this week in 1877 Lippmann, Lip Pike is the first Jewish Cincinnati Reds player and captain and actually, Lipman was born in uh, the United States. He was born in New York. He was born in, 19, in 1845 and lived until 1893. His family is Dutch, and they settled in the New York City area. He was actually called the Iron Batter, and he has a brother, Israel, who also was a baseball player. And he started out as an amateur at the Hartford Dark Blues, and what was going on is actually one of the things that started why Cincinnati actually started was they were all amateurs and they weren't supposed to be getting any money. But I guess Lippman was taking money under the table, got himself in a little bit of hot water, and they were going to have a meeting about this among all the baseball teams. And no one showed up. So he ended up continuing taking money under the table until he was actually brought on to the Cincinnati Reds in 1877 to play. And by that time, he was already in his early 30s, and he wasn't playing as good as he had been, mm-hmm. and um, he only was with the Cincinnati Reds for a little bit, and then he he left baseball. He went back to his father's business, which was a haberdashery, and then at about 42, he tried to get back into baseball. Wow, um, and he played a little bit, not a whole lot, and he unfortunately ended up dying pretty young at 48. He did have three children, um, and. Um, He had a, it was nice. He was our first Jewish baseball player here in Cincinnati. Mm. Very nice. Back when baseball players couldn't uh, just play baseball and and have that going year round, it'd be season on and then off season have other jobs because it was. Do they play, yeah, do they play baseball in Israel? Uh, Yes and no. Yeah. There there is the Israel uh, Baseball League or MLB. Yeah, there was a movie at the Jewish Film uh, Festival one year about the Israeli Mm -hmm. baseball team. One of my friends from the army was on the Israel baseball team. Yeah, yeah. I think we tried playing once, and just like among like the Anglo Jews, Jewish people will like play baseball. I was uh, last time I played baseball uh, in junior high school. We had we had a league in Jerusalem that uh, that I'd played, and uh, typical people are into. But that was the last time, and the next time I played, which was just recently, was the JCC. The men's fall, league. Yeah, yeah, the men's, uh, the fall men's league. Uh, someone, a friend had mentioned it to me, and I was like, sure, you know, I'll play to softball. To clarify for anyone who doesn't know, when you say you're an Anglo, that means you're from the, you know, you're a, speak English. Oh, yeah. yeah. Efrat is very, one of the most Anglo communities in Israel, mm. um, because 90% are either from Canada, the U.S., um, England, South, South Africa, Africa, Australia, 
anything. Even the 10% that are native Israelis, uh, Hebrew speakers would still speak English. Wow. All my classmates. <laughs> it's really funny. So 125 wow. years ago, Mr. Harry Mack, there's a story about him. And then it also goes back down under 100 years ago where his son, Alfred, becomes the director of the University of Cincinnati. And there's an article. So those two relate. Um, in the meantime, um, uh, Lainey, you wanted to talk about the 100 years ago. Oh, I just thought it was super interesting that the uh, Jewish hospital has made a new record in the maternity ward with over 30 children having been born there during December. Wow. I thought that was really interesting that Jewish hospital is making uh, headlines. Yeah. We're not in those statistics, though. <laughs> that was a hundred years ago. It was a hundred years <laughs> right. ago. So, um, fifty years ago, Mr. and Mrs. Marvin Krauss are happy to announce the bar mitzvah of their son Jonathan on Saturday, January eighth, at ten forty-five at Wise Temple, Reading Road, and North Crescent Avenue. Relatives and friends are cordially invited to the worship with family and attend the Kiddish. No, Kiddish. <laughs> Wait, Which is the one he usually does. No, no, no. He doesn't do that one. Yes. Ted loves the kiddish. The kiddish hopper, if you've noticed, when he finds out there's a kiddish, he goes to it. Always. But in the meantime, there's oh, always that's a why he on came Shabbat. to our kiddish for Mira. But yeah. If, if there's a kiddish with food, he's there. I mean, not just a kiddish with a few of those. What would the thing that everyone has as Israel, the, the little crackers yeah. I love? Um, they well, the tam tams. The tam tams. It's not just tam tams and wine. And get fish balls. Yeah, yeah. No, these you have to have an official. And then he rates your your. Uh, over <laughs> here, we take kiddush very serious. I mean, everywhere. We yeah. Take kiddush very serious. We actually try. Um, probably shouldn't say this because Ted might show up. <laughs> but at our house, I just tell anyone and everyone, friends and family alike, like come Shabbat, over for kiddush? Shabbat Saturday um, after shul, come over for for kiddush. We have a lechaim. We have some food. A um, little bit of snacks before lunch. So we that sounds wonderful. I'm going to remember that it. next <laughs> time I will. <laughs> Everyone's so in, invited. In the meantime, for anyone who remembers, Marvin is Marvin Krauss and Jerry Krauss still live in Cincinnati. They are the parents of Matthew and Jonathan, and of course, Rabbi Matthew. And it's also Jonathan, who was having his bar mitzvah, is also a rabbi. He's a Reconstructionist rabbi. He went to Harvard and Vanderbilt, and he now is at uh, a university teaching. Jewish studies and some interesting things. He also wrote a book about food, and um, but he has the the crosses are also the in laws of our late Rabbi Sissy Corin of blessed memory, and um, and they have children who went to Yavna with my children. One of them being Matthew. No, Matthew is the father. No, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, and yeah, and they had four children. So. The Krauses have a long history here in Cincinnati. Jerry Krauss actually ran for office a couple of times to try and be on the city of Cincinnati City Council. So a very active family. Oh. Um, and then also under 50 years, Dr. Nathan Silver, he was a renowned cardiologist here in Cincinnati. So that's someone for anyone who is interested in. He is actually the father of Barry Silver that Ted sometimes talks about and the late Judy uh, Silver Shapiro. And... Lady, there was something here. else that interested you about some of the Merkaz stories that you said you were at this Merkaz event. Oh, I thought that I had participated in the Star Trek uh, Judaism class, but um, it seems like it was just for adults, even though I do remember that Merkaz for high school students also offered something for Star Trek that I kind of remember being a part of. Yeah, because <laughs> they had the Kohen symbol. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Spock yeah. of... Yeah, oh, Pro. Spock. Well, what's the lingo with it? Is it something live long and prosper? And prosper. Right. I thought it was something yeah. in prosper. 
So on Jews in the News, I don't know if you've caught it, but Barry and I watched um, Being the Ricardos, and there's a lot of Jews involved in that, first Aaron Sarkin, the director. But Jess Oppenheimer was a early writer of comedy for TV and ended up being one of the big uh, producers uh, for the I Love Lucy show. So that's a great, a great show. That is an amazing show. And that is one of the few TV shows that we were that we watched growing up was I Love Lucy, and my mother would just laugh and laugh at I anything. Loved I Love the Lucy. Vita Vita Vegemix, yeah, uh, yes. I think was her favorite episode. She drinks more and more, and it's like Vita Vita Vegemix with only eighteen percent alcohol, and she looks at me <laughs> like, "How much of this have I drank?" <laughs> She was an amazing. Well, also, Sirius XM just did a whole thing. There were these um, shows that Lucille Ball she would interview other stars mm. on a radio show. They call it like really the first podcast uh-huh. because they, she did it in a format like we're doing right now, where she would just sit down with other movie stars back in the day and uh, interview them. And they uh, ran the series on Sirius XM uh, for a few months. It was I listened to every one of them. It was fascinating, and she'd be sitting there smoking cigarettes. We'd have to hear her inhale and exhale, and <laughs> you know it was very 1960s or whatever. But yeah, now less smoking, but we just have to get used to hearing people breathe through their masks. That's right, yeah. like like we are yeah. right now, right? Yeah. So on our dining out column, Bob Wilhelmy is uh, is again back at the yogurt store. But we were one day going to see Alma's Cafe there, and we will also see you Wait, on the restaurant. Try it again, Julie. Hold the phone. Back it up. What's Cafe it called? Cafe Alma. There you go. Cafe Alma. <laughs> so Cafe Alma. Cafe Alma is going to be on our restaurant directory in the near future. When do you think you guys God are going to be opening? I know it's hard <laughs> the to. Of times we've had the <laughs> next next year, twenty twenty five. I still remember us saying November. Mm-hmm. And we're now end of December, and I anyway that was well. There's uh, supply chain issues. And there's also, yeah, there's all sorts <laughs> of things. No, go. no, no, no. But on a serious note, I, I think we'd hope to open um, late February, perhaps early March. We, we'd like to maybe even get ease into things by having the cafe part open first, just with a grab and go section. Perhaps the dine in later, but we we really have to see um, how far we can get in the in the near month and two. And you guys have been doing some pop-ups or yeah, have been before. Yeah, some pop-ups. And we haven't, your dad is constantly texting Barry with the <laughs> day, And we haven't been able to go to one of them yet. So mm. we've we, tried, we've tried. We've been to a couple and you guys have been at some of the, uh, you know, you were at, at the... Ish Festival. Ish and the, yeah, the JCC. JCC Fu- Fu- uh, the JCC Fall Market was the that first one that they we had. was good, yeah. yeah. And the Hanukkah Bazaar at Ada. So and when you were growing up did, and you were working in your parents' business, was this something that you were thinking you'd like to do when you were a little boy or oh, young? Never. never. Also, this wasn't growing up. It was we're right. Talking, you were probably already I was, a teenager. I was post-Army. Um, yeah. I was working in tourism, and they had opened up the year that I started university, uh, which was down in Beersheba. So, so what did you? What were you thinking about being when you were a young boy, other than a baseball player and a fireman? <laughs> An astronaut. <laughs> yes, <you're laughs> not. No, those things never. I, I never, yeah, I, I mean, I went into my degrees in business management, uh, sociology, and, anth- and anthropology. Yeah. So, just very general, interesting um, uh, degrees uh, to uh, to learn. But I never really had a, a clear set of what I wanted to be when I grew up. I know I wanted to be a husband and a father and provide. And um, I've always had a passion for, for cooking. Yeah. Um, since I was little, I was making cakes and cookies with my mother. Yeah. Um, and now, now I probably should have paid more attention in, in the kitchen. Oh, my God. Your stuff is so <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, ear. I mean, uh, everybody who tastes it is like, this is unbelievable. And I cannot wait 
for Cincinnati, both Jewish and, and people who aren't Jewish, to really get to a get chance to it. taste this amazing food. And it's about time. I mean, we have so many chain restaurants, you know, and, and franchises all over the place. Yes. This is authentic, delicious. I mean. Fresh Mediterranean. Yeah. Fresh and healthy. I mean, these are the things that I think are really going to stand out. Tell us where you're located. Sure. Also, um, are you kosher? How, tell us everything. Oh, okay. Well, first, before I do that, I do just want to give you a shout out because we did mention thank you for participation and helping us, but I don't think we mentioned that you did our logo. Oh, all of our branding. The branding yes. and the logo. And now that we have the signs up and people are seeing Cafe Alma and the big A with the, the leaf, and it's it's really one, and we we love it, and we appreciate it. That's very sweet. Thank you. I'm so that. glad it was our great pleasure to, to be part of it, <laughs> and we're very honored, so thank you. Indeed, indeed. And then, as so we're in Pleasant Ridge. Um, the location was, was obviously took some time, but when we finally decided on Pleasant Ridge, it was such a, an easy choice because we're living in, uh, in Amberley Village. It's a five-minute drive. Everything it's right is next within. to my yo- the yoga school I go to. Oh, nice. Hello, Sunshine? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, um, it's oh, the called yoga temple? the Yoga Temple. Oh, Lotus Yoga. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is right now. And they yeah. actually talk some things about going for a walk and getting coffee, so that'll mm-hmm. be something oh. that I can be able to... Uh, Lainey has ideas of opening, the ha- perhaps having like a little yoga uh, morning in the early uh, morning yoga early morning and coffee yoga. Yeah. yeah but we're on um the corner of ridge montgomery where the old molly malone's was um if people are familiar with that comic book store and everybody's records were right on that block um so it's the address is 6111 montgomery road <laughs> it's definitely a a real pleasure to be not only in Pleasant Ridge because we live in Amberley, so it feels very neighborhood-like, like we're serving our neighborhood, but I feel like Molly Malone's was such a landmark for such a long time in Pleasant Ridge. I that was there a lot. People are so excited to see what's happening in that location right now that we have just gotten so much support, not only from the okay. Jewish community, but from the Pleasant Ridge community that is just so excited to We used to have a lot of Democratic meetings there because they had a big room in the back where you could mm-hmm. get a lot of people in. Oh. Did a lot, a lot of meetings there. It was we, great. We can yeah, seat, I think, as of now with our current uh, setup, 120, 125 That's inside. wonderful. I will be <laughs> seating a lot of people. <laughs> and that's not including your outdoor space in nice not weather, right? For sure. So. We have a huge outdoor patio as well. Um, yeah. And we'll be able to tent that, too. You'll be able to tent that in the winter. Maybe put heaters out if we continue in this process. Right. It's yeah. COVID. The, yeah, so, la- so Lainey, um, when you said to the year, uh, you know, it's probably time we go back to Cincinnati and stuff. What was it that you told, what sold you <laughs> him on Cincinnati? What, what was the one thing you said to him that he said, oh yeah, let's go back to Cincinnati. We'll have a house. <laughs> That's, that is definitely a sell. Right yeah. there. It's like, we'll have a house. There's going to be a garden. We can have, uh, we can have chickens, chickens. in the back. Yeah, honestly, the chickens definitely sold it. <laughs> but we yeah. didn't know that. We, that was always just like an idea. It's like, oh, we could have chickens and animals and dogs and whatever. Uh, and we ended up uh, getting three chickens. Started with two and got a yeah. third um, that we got from our, our lovely neighbor. Um, and they, they give us eggs. Um, wow. Not, not right now because it's winter. But, um, but uh, what so where like do they go in the winter? Three? Do you heat their coop? Yes. Yes. They have Who's a coop and I heat it up. Uh, are you winter. the mother hen, Lainey? Oh, he's the oh, mother yeah. hen. takes <laughs> care of everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> As if it wasn't enough to move into a new neighborhood, a new country. Yeah. Um, the week or two weeks before we... My microphone? Um, before we had Mira, we got the two chickens and... As a birthday present, Lainey bought me a cockatiel bird because uh, I've 
I want. I had one growing up, and I wanted one again. Is there a dog too involved? Isn't there? No, yet. no. Thank God. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just all at once, and then Mira came. And yeah. on your first visit to Cincinnati, when you maybe I think you guys maybe were dating, and you brought him in. What was oh. your first impression of Cincinnati? Oh well, that was. Um, I remember we were dating. I think three, four months. Um, she said that she was going to visit her family in the U.S. Um, I was on summer break, I think between my first and second year, and I hadn't been to the, to Canada in a while, and I decided to make a trip out to Canada, and we met in L.A., and then from L.A. Uh, flew into Cincinnati, that was my first time here, um, and it's just, I, the, the, the green, the space, I had no, I've never been in the Midwest before, and that was my first time, and it was, everything was, was spectacular. Wow. Uh, the Jewish community here as well, um, very welcoming. Everyone just wants to know who, what, where you are. They ask about Israel. They ask about your life, about um, how, how you like Cincinnati, obviously. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, that's great. And uh, the opportunity here is, is wonderful. And um, Lainey, being back, what have you picked up on? What have you reconnected with? What have you been... You everything know. nonstop. <laughs> Friends, family, <laughs> events. It's interesting because on the one hand, because growing up, in Cincinnati and having a family that um, is very involved in the Cincinnati community, it on the one hand feels like I've never left and people just kind of react to me as um, like I've been here this whole time. However, it's weird that I have been away for 10 years and now coming back to Cincinnati and it is very different. So it's like an interesting uh, kind of line to walk across of uh having yeah. been born here and raised here and my involvement in the community versus like the newness that is now coming mm -hmm. to Cincinnati yeah. I don't know and what are you doing something now you started to tell us about what you're doing with Edith Israel um yes we have kind of revamped the young adult division of Adith Israel it's currently called Adat which is Adat the, young professionals yep which is the Hebrew pronunciation of Adith and basically our goal is to bring meaningful Jewish experience to young adults living in Cincinnati that currently are not connected or affiliated with any of the synagogues, A, because they don't want to be a part of an institution, B, because they are nervous about becoming members and spending money, um, or their young families and their kids aren't involved in Jewish day schools or religious school or don't have that community and where do they go to have Jewish experience and Jewish connection. And so we're really trying to step in and fill that void um, for the entire Cincinnati community under the umbrella of Adith Israel. You do not have to be a member of Adith in order to join our group or to come to our events. It's really just creating community um, with the Jewish values of community and gathering. Wow. That sounds And they yeah. picked the perfect couple. <laughs> they sure did. I mean, it's spoken like a true Paul. And, you know, uh, I, I imagine that Mira is um, already chairing a committee of some sort for <laughs> toddlers. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, what a legacy, let me tell you. No, but we're, we're so thrilled that you're back in town. I mean, of course, Julie and I, we've known Lainey forever, and you, you were in our kids' uh, class at, yeah. at Yavna. At and and yeah. it feels like you've known me forever, right? That's yeah. right. It's true. I mean, Yair came we in. Watched it was you like grow up. You watched Lady grow up and you, you joined in on the fun. Yeah. So in the meantime, speaking of age, unfortunately, we did have a few people that have passed away this week in our community. In addition to Henry Orst, Ornstein, and I don't know if you remember, but I remember Transformers very well. 
He was the inventor of the Transformer as well as being a Holocaust survivor. He passed away at 98 of COVID. So unfortunately, we lost three members of our Cincinnati Jewish community. Arlene Solomon, Nee Hillman, age 81, December 27th, 2021, the 24th of Tevet, 5782. Rosenthal, John D., Age 84, December 27, 2021, 23rd of Tevet, 5782. And then Ruth Ann Heldman, nay Fagelman, age 95, December 20th, 2021, 16 Tevet, 5782. May all their memories be for a blessing, as well as for Bar- Barach Levine, the Bible scholar who passed away at 91. Um, and and finishing up, wrapping up today, our our uh, podcast today from Let There Be Light from the American Israelite. Yair and Lainey, was there anything else that you'd like to share with us about Cafe Alma that I may have missed or that you think is important for our listeners to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, um, <laughs> oh, <picking up laughs> it was important for us to also share that we have had a lot of inquiries regarding our kashrut and whether or not we will be kosher. And it was very important for us to express that we will be kosher. We are going with a heksher out of New York. Um, IKC, International Kosher, kosher Council. Yep, the International Kosher Council. And they will be providing our uh, kashrut, ashkacha. We'll all be under Rabbi Zev Schwartz. And Wonderful guy. Yeah. Quite the Is mensch. he a Cincinnatian? He is not a Cincinnatian. No. He's a native Clevelander. Okay, so he's Ohioan. <laughs> Clevelander. So, yeah. Clevelander, yeah. So he's an Ohioan and very passionate about what we're trying to do. And it was very important for us to have a kosher to make sure that this cafe was a place that the entire Jewish community of Cincinnati felt at home and comfortable. And I hope people will feel at home and comfortable to eat by us. But um, yeah, we're going to have a local Meshkiach uh, Kashrut. We'll be um, popping by according, as, <coughs> on, as in the instructions of Rabbi Zev Schwartz. And, um, and wow. it'll, be, yeah, so, it'll, so it'll be really, really great. Of all the things you're going to be making at Cafe Alma, what do you think is your very favorite that you would like to share? Oh, very favorite. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that our shakshuka is definitely going to be, and not the traditional shakshuka, I guess, is poached eggs in a tomato dish. Um, However, something that has become very popular in Israel and something that Yair and I have been working hard on because we absolutely love is a green shakshuka, which is a base of spinach and asparagus and parsley Mm. with eggs and feta cheese. And it is And I know someone else. I know my Daniel Brooke (laughs) will love it too because he's a big fan of shakshuka. Perfect. So that will definitely be one of our flagships. I can't wait. And I have to just say that I am thrilled beyond belief as I'm sure everybody in Cincinnati and especially Jewish Cincinnati because to have some young people who made the effort to move back here to Cincinnati to help make our Jewish community even more robust. And, you know, it's great that we have Mark's Hot Bagels and YY's doing some amazing things uh, to, you know, enhance uh, their restaurant. Of course, there's Canaret and... and uh, Alma's Kitchen. Alma's. Uh-huh. Alma's Kitchen. <laughs> Cafe Alma. People already yeah. get Cafe Alma and Alma's, Alma's Kitchen. Alma's Kitchen. Right, right, right. So, I mean, the uh, idea that we have more and more 
uh, places uh, that are delicious and kosher is going to help more people be interested in hopefully coming and moving to Cincinnati, staying here. Living a kosher lifestyle. Right, and and making our Jewish community even better. So you guys are contributing to that in such a huge way. And thank you very, very much for for doing that. Joan, I love your watch band. (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes, my watch band today comes compliments of Julie Brooke, who for my birthday gave me the most fabulous... With a Bella card. Look at this, guys. I mean, I wish uh, that our listener could see it. It, it is a, um, I, what do you call it? I a, watch. Uh, an Apple, Apple watch, watch. An Apple, Apple watch. watch. But Julie found this amazing site that sells these bands that look like jewelry. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely spectacular. She's actually given me a few of them. Because I buy them for myself and I, they, don't, they look much better on her. Oh, would you stop? <laughs> She's so funny. As they say in Hebrew, Titrachi, wear it well. Thank you very oh. much. And I will say that my gift to Julie today, she gives me this fabulous oh, jewelry. Oh, yes. We didn't mention that we got another Ruth Bader Ginsburg here yes. at the Israelite. And it's an action figure. It says ready for action. And it is a you know, movable arms and so on. And I was just in DC where I picked that up for Julie. So I, I needed that. So I, and then of course we have the other Ruth Bader Ginsburg that Rabbi Goldschmidt had showed us was missing the Shamish. So she now has a Shamish on her head. Courtesy of what I <laughs> learned at Yavna Rock, Rockworn, where you use a um, nut. Yes. And you glue a nut and you <laughs> nut, can stick Wait, the, wait, 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 stop. Hold on. She's a nut it's on her head. An, <laughs> thank you very much. It's not a nut because people are going to think you mean like a walnut, Julie, oh. or like, a, you know, it's, it's a, a nut and screw, but the nut yeah. part, the, what, what the do you bolt. call, right, like a nut and a bolt, but it's the, yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm like, I think it's the time we roll. My middle name is Clarity today. <laughs> you do not live with uh, Rabbi and Kathy Wise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but she, they do eat Manashevitz. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that a Lots m- of it year round. Is that a moot point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a moot point. In the meantime, it has been wonderful having you. A really big honor to to get to know you better, Yair, and to see you again, Lainey. Big fond of you and your family and having, of course, Joan Rivers here. She's always, she's just a blast. Oh, a blast let me tell you. Let me and tell I wish you all a happy secular new year. And okay. thank you. And we wish the rest of our listeners <laughs> a Shavua Tov. Next Shavua week when we tov. come together, I will be having some of the staff from the American Israelite as my co-hosts. And we're going to be talking about the paper from last year versus next year, what our changes are, what their favorite, favorite articles have been. I look forward to you listening and joining me in them. And will you be giving us juice on our favorite, favorite publisher, uh, Netanyel? Oh, Ted Deutsch. I, we haven't heard from him since he went to Florida. I don't know. Oh, okay. Could meet up with my grandparents there. Yeah. Hey, I do have one last question. Yeah. Yeah, Ear, what happened when you decided, oh, let's uh, use the restroom here at the American oh. Israelite offices? Yeah. So for listeners, I'm also taking a, a Okay. okay. <laughs> Hello. So when you walk into the restroom at the, uh, the American Israelite offices and turn on the light, there's a Radio Shack radio that is sitting on and automatically turns on so it's connected with the light switch. And that is for... That is for... Okay, once again, the ceiling... It, the the ah, ceiling of the bathroom ceiling. does not go all the way to the ceiling of the room. So if you're in there and you're having human potty noises, <laughs> everybody can that hear them. Ever. Yeah, so everybody can hear them. And he plays the music, and I always like turn it up a little bit because who you want to hear everyone listen to you tinkle or whatever else that's coming out of your body, any other human noise. So 
it's really a big we actually had it's a very clever yeah we had an interior designer come here and give us some ideas too. oh you can yeah. tell yes yeah we didn't follow through on it's that, for though. your discretion <laughs> in the meantime Shavua Tov and thank you so much for joining us it's really been an honor and a thank pleasure thank you so much for having thank us you for a having real pleasure us. and this concludes the last podcast of 2021 is that yes, correct yes it does yes wow. that's thank right. you for bringing that up and wishing you wonderful success and a Amen. good year a thank good you year. thank you bye now Warnitschismit <laughs> Kipermotfarfostemitaglezul <laughs> Kashis <laughs> Afi <laughs>